Hi and welcome to the Universal Sisterhood podcast. We're hoping to create a place where women can delve deeper, lift their gaze higher, live freer, laugh louder, smile brighter, and be the authentic woman she was designed to be. Every human heart has been created to be seen, known and loved. So this is the place where women can share their stories. Welcome to episode 94. In today's episode, I chat with the beautiful Kristalina Evett. She is a wife, mother, a Catholic speaker and author. Her latest book is what we're talking about this week. Um, it is called Women Made New. It is a beautiful collection of stories from women and a man who talk about adversity, transformation and healing. Um, too many stories today in the tsunami of information are false, hateful and can be really destructive. So we know how important it is to tell stories truthfully. Um, We all bring our wounds and our temperament and our upbringing into our story and it plays out in how we interpret a situation. Um, But what's so beautiful about these stories is that these 12 people have been able to see the wound in their life and are able to transform that into healing and I think that is what we all want right Um, I really hope you get this book and have a really good read you can pick it up in Sydney from the Cardinal Newman Centre or the Mustard Seed Bookshop otherwise online at Women Made New website um, from the Sophia Institute Press or Amazon Uh, If you want to see the beautiful Kristalina, there is a video recording of the interview over on the Universal Sisterhood podcast Facebook group. Just um, ask to be invited into that private group and I will let you in. Otherwise, stick around here and listen to the audio right here in your ears. Um, if, If it helps you at all, please think about sharing this episode with a friend because We need to know that we are not alone and we need to know that there is always healing and transformation. ...into the conversation. I would love for you to tell me who you are and what your life looks like right now. Right now, well, right now I have... I'm married to Jason Everett, and we run Chastity uh, Project Ministry, and then I also have Women Made New Ministries, and I have 11 children, and I have three babies in heaven, and then I have my eight children, so I have six boys and two girls, so we're very boy-heavy in this house. <laughs> it's all ruckus, <laughs> right? So that's good, and I just came out with a new book for women called Women Made New, Reflections on Adversity, Transformation, and Healing. And so this has kind of been my focus. And honestly, this book, it was a whisper in my heart. And to have it in my hands now, it's unbelievable. And I know God is whispering and talking to women all over the world right now. 
And it's so important and imperative that they listen because you never know what God can do in your life. Mm-hmm. I, I can't agree more with you. We've just had a, um, I noticed that the book um, has 12 stories, stories of 12 women telling their story. And I just think being a storyteller today is so important, especially being a Catholic woman telling her story because there are so many false narratives out there and it is so important. Even this week with the church in Australia has lost a, a lion. We, Cardinal George Pell died um, a few weeks ago and his funeral was yesterday. Or was it yesterday? The day before. And um, just the miscarriage of justice from false stories can, like, it's incredible. So I, I was doing a little bit of research before um, interviewing you, and I found that um, Pope Francis in, in 2016, I think, I can't remember, but it's here, he, at the, the 54th, um, annual World Communications Day, he made, in his letter, he said to, he encouraged us to become real Catholic storytellers. He says, enlightened by God's redemptive role in our lives, we can help to counter the manipulative, distracting and demeaning narratives that polarise society. And I thought, wow, it's so important. Not, And he says, not to lose our bearings, the Holy Father urged efforts to seek out and share stories that help us rediscover our roots and the strength needed to move forward together. Many influential voices tend to be dismissed, uh, tend to dismiss principles of human dignity and the other bonds that hold people together. So Catholics rooted in loving relationships with Jesus must pass, must pass along their witness to the untold story of heroism in everyday life. And that's exactly what you've done. So yeah. thank you. <laughs> you know what? As women, we all have a voice. And that's what's beautiful. We all have something to say. We all have these experiences. And it's powerful. We're powerful mm. when we're in our truth and mm. unashamed of things that maybe have happened to us in our past and unafraid to face those things. Because with this book, the one question I want all women to ask themselves is what is it that is keeping you from becoming the woman God is calling you to be? Because mm. whatever that is, it almost silences you right? Because you're in your fear, your shame, your worry, your concern. You just like stuff everything and you put lipstick on it and act like it's okay when it's not. And I realized in my own life, I was really just weakening myself and I was handicapping myself. And until I had the courage to really face those hard things, then I was able to step into what God was asking. And I felt like I got my voice back. I got my courage back. I wasn't ashamed anymore. And all of us can have that same power, but it takes that courage. And I encourage all women to just show up to your own fight because mm -hmm. we all have one and we all need to show up. And God is calling every single one of us. It doesn't matter who you are, where you've been, what you've done. All that matters right now is where you go from here. And it's important and it matters. Let me shut yeah. that off. Let's act like that's not there. <laughs> okay. So, Don't worry about that. <laughs> so that that's really important just to kind of hone in. And I go back to that small, still, 
whisper of what is God saying to you that you're ignoring because it's not to be taken lightly. And I have done that in my life and I've regretted it immensely. So if God is asking you to do something and the King of Kings is asking you to do something, it's time to get off our butt and do it. Yes, absolutely. And it's normally the place where we feel the most shame or, or the most, you know, the, the dread. That's often the place where he wants to bring healing and restoration and to that happened for a reason. And that's where you're going to not only heal yourself, but heal others. Yes. And I love that restoration because that truly can happen and you can be empowered and strengthened. And when I knew, let me see, about a couple of years into marriage, because I had a huge conversion and I was into the party life, really promiscuous. And I had a really big conversion and I just wanted to help women. And that's how I got into all of this and speaking with Jason and we started our own ministry. But a couple of years into marriage and after having children, I was really struggling. I was struggling in my vocation as a mother, as a wife, a homemaker, as a Catholic woman. I was just having a lot of issues, but I realized it was a lot of stuff within, not on the outside, but it was actually on the inside. And so often we want to focus on the problems on the outside of us, right? Because if we fix that, then it'll get better. But actually I had to go within. And when I did that and I was in adoration, God, Jesus was telling me, you need to go to counseling. And I didn't want to go to counseling. Who wants to admit you've got a problem? You know, you're broken and you need to pay someone to talk about your problems. We didn't do that in my family. You know, you don't no. do those things. But that's the direction that Jesus was taking me. So, okay, let's go. If that's And at first I said, no, no, I'm not doing it. I'm not going. And every time I went to prayer, it was counseling, counseling. So that was the next step. And that's where Jesus takes us, right? One step at a time. And so there I went, but it was the best thing I did. And it was the hardest time in my life, but actually it was the most transformative because in counseling, I found out I was sexually abused as a child. And I had so completely shoved that down that oh. when I found that out, I made so much sense to myself for the first time in my life. Like the puzzle pieces all came together for the first time. And I understood why I sexualized my anger in high school, why I couldn't receive love, or it's hard for me to give love, or just certain mannerisms or things that I didn't have an explanation for. It all came together. Now, was it hard? And did the ground fall beneath me? Absolutely. But was Jesus there to catch me? Yes, because he will never ask you to do anything that he is not going to give you the grace, the courage, and the means to follow through, right? And that's what mm. he did for me. Wow. How old were you when you were sexually abused? Little. I mean, like little into like, mm, I was a little girl. It was just like wow. a little girl. And then my mom got us away and my father left when I was two and yeah. just throughout the years. But it was, um, it was intense to have to face all of that and all the lies that I was fed, you know, and yeah. the truths that I had. It was hard. It was really hard. But at the same time, I wouldn't have it any other way because I had so much shame and insecurity and I didn't know who I was and going through that fire coming out the other end I have a confidence about me that I have in through my in my bones that I know God loves me he's got me and he's going to take care of me and that he's going to see me through anything and he's going to do the same for you too you know but you have to walk through that fire and it's scary it's hard mm -hmm. jessica you don't want to have to open all that ugly and rip that band-aid off and take mm -hmm. a hard look at it but at the same time 
you don't want to stay handicapped, you know, by your own devices of just staying on the other side of the wall that God's asking you to climb because on the other side of that wall is freedom, is joy, is peace, a whole new world that you can have for your life, even your children, your husband, whatever, but mm. you have to put the work in. You have to show up to your fight and God really does want to transform all women, but we have to show up. Yeah. I said so many times on this podcast that he doesn't, he wants us fully alive. And that doesn't mean just a little bit of you. That means the whole part of you, it, all of yes. you. Yes, he doesn't uh, love us in pieces. He loves us in a whole, you know, we have yes. to give him as a whole. Not We don't piecemeal God and he doesn't piecemeal us. So that's absolutely true. And that's mm. why I wrote this book because I want to give women the courage and every contributor, there's 12 contributors a part of this book. They are all over. Was that intentional? You know what? It wasn't. I was in adoration and I'm like, who should, who should I get with this book? And I'm very Eucharistic. I go, Jesus is my boss. I ask him about everything. And, and that's just who came to be. But let's talk about how this book really came to be, right? My -hmm. own experiences, but Jessica, I was very pregnant and I'll, I'll give you the short synopsis of this. I was very pregnant and I was, I was eight months pregnant, almost seven to eight months pregnant. And I mean, I was big as a house and you know, your body's getting ready to give birth and you become very lucid. And I bent down to get a juice box and my bones opened and they closed the wrong way. So when I stood up, my leg gave out on me. I was in the most excruciating pain. And I was like, shit, I was in so much pain from like my bones just being dislocated the wrong place. And I didn't know what was wrong at the time. And Jason comes, he gets me and he takes me to the emergency room. Right. And I mean, I'm, I'm in pain and they they couldn't do anything. I couldn't get an x-ray. I couldn't really take any medication because the baby was, I mean, I was eight, almost eight months pregnant. So they sent me home like that. And I was bedridden for the re- remainder of my pregnancy and a couple months after. And Jason had to carry me for the first couple weeks to the bathroom. I w- couldn't walk. And I'm just like, Lord, what are you doing? I was mad. We just moved to Arizona and I really had to either embrace my cross or I could give in to the bitterness, you know, cause it was a hard time. And so there are times when you're crying to God and times when you're crying out to God. And Jessica, mm-hmm. I was crying out to God in that moment. And I went deep in prayer. I was literally <laughs> crying, right? Absolutely. But this is the thing with that. A dream. I had a dream. All of a sudden, I was in front of all of these women and their backs were to me, different ethnicities, sizes, rows and rows of women just there. And as I was looking at these women, this black shadow came and was going in and out of the rows of these women. And it freaked me out. It, it scared me. And as he would pass these women, they would throw them these things behind them, just like this. And I just saw them like, what, what, what is that? And all these things as the shadow was going. And I said, Lord Jesus, what are those? And I turned around and there was a desolate desert. Okay. And all these things were falling to the ground, like, like rocks on sand. And this, this desert was coming and grabbing the rocks and these gorgeous, magnificent gems, magnificent gems were hitting the sand and the desert was coming, swallowing them up like they were never there. And I said, Lord Jesus, what are those? And he, I heard a voice say, those are the gifts and talents and virtues that I have given women in their mm. vocation. And they are throwing them away and giving way to the world. Then I heard, go find the gems and give them back to the women. And then I woke up. 
And I was like, gems, what gems? Where are these gems? I was so dissatisfied. I was mad. I'm like, where are they? I said, Jason. And I tell my husband and he's just like, well, okay about that. Okay. You know, I'm emotional. I'm pregnant. I mean, there was a lot happening. You couldn't and move. I, you couldn't actually I, go and find the gems. No. <laughs> like, what am I supposed to do with this? Jessica, it was crazy. So I thought, okay, so things evolved. I got my women made in ministry. Things happen. And even my women made new podcasts to have with EWTN. God really evolved things so I could help women. But in that time, I realized there are so many amazing Catholic women out there, the Catholic apostolates that women all over the world don't even know about that if you've been divorced, if you've been sexually abused, if you've had an abortion, you've been raped, you have body image issues, you have a hard time in your vocation, whatever. I mean, I got the onslaught of attacks that are coming on women right now. And I got these women who are overcomers, who have dealt with these things in their own lives. And not only have they dealt with them, they have their own apostolates to help mm. almost weaponize women and giving them the tools and the means to heal all of that ugly and become this strong, amazing woman of God that he's calling all of us to be. And everybody has a seat at his table. I don't care who you are. Her gifts are not better than my gifts and my gifts are not in competition with her gifts because she can't fill my shoes and I can't fill her shoes. And even though they're similar, we're different. And there is a seat at God's table for all of us. And this is a time where we are in war. This is a battle for our souls, our family, our church. And we need to step up. We need to show up unafraid and our marriages. Absolutely. And this, I feel, is something that I can hand women as a manual how to do that. And last thing, when I was asking Catherine Hadra, she's one of the contributors here, right? I said, Catherine, she said, what do you want me to write, Kristalina? And I said, you know what? Adoration and see what Jesus has for you. See what gem he gives you. As soon as I said that and I hung up the phone, I said, oh my gosh, I'm collecting the gems. I'm getting the gems. And oh, I was like, oh, it's happening. It's happening. So literally I got chilled. I was just like, oh my gosh. So I really feel like this book is very life-giving. The words are going to be life-giving and it's really going to speak to women's hearts exactly where they're at, no matter how ugly, no matter how bad or broken, that Jesus wants to heal, strengthen, mm-hmm. and make you new. So beautiful. I was even having this conversation last night with a friend. We went and surprised another friend for her birthday at eight thirty at night with a bottle of champagne and some cake. She got the. She thought everyone <laughs> forgot. <laughs> oh, that's the best. That's the yeah. Best. So anyway, we, when we were coming home, we were talking about all that has happened this week with false misinformation. Um, and she said there has to be a place at the table for these people who feel so angry. Like we need to find a way to bring them back because they're so, they're hurting. Like they really are hurting and they're hurting others because they're hurting. So we need to find a way to just come back. You know, you're welcome at this table. There is a place for you. And ha, I think I found it. <laughs> <laughs> we found it. And and the thing is, the only way to counter all of this is truth. We tell our mm-hmm. stories. We're storytellers. But we are telling our stories in Amen. our truth, right? And through mm-hmm. Jesus and what we hold to be true. 
And everybody knows in their heart, Jessica, right from wrong. They know if they should be doing something. They know if they should be dating someone. They know if they should be at that job or if they should be friends with this person or if you're on social media too much and it's affecting you. I mean, deep down, your conscience is your compass to heaven. And woe to you if you don't listen. And I've experienced those woes in my life. And they're not fun. And it's horrible. And the devil will give us those little carrots to have us chase and distract. But if you Mm. always can train yourself, if women hear anything that I say today, hear this, no matter what, always listen to those small promptings of the Holy Spirit. Because like I said, this was just a whisper in my heart. That's it. One of those little whispers. And it was one step at a time. That's it. And as long as you're doing that, you are under the umbrella of God's will. He'll protect you. He'll strengthen you. He'll give you the means. But also if people are coming against you, judging you, trying to pull you away or distract you. And you know, in your heart, no, this is what I'm being asked to do. If -hmm. they don't like it, that is not your problem. Your Mm -hmm. problem is to do the will of God in your life. And if they have a problem, well, they need to go talk to God about it. Because if he's asking you to strengthen, to heal, to root the rot out of your life, if that's people, if it's addictions, if it's social media, whatever, everybody knows what that thing is. And you're asking to cut it out. And you're getting judged for that. Or just what are you too good for us now? I used to hear this and that. Oh, no, I'm just doing God's will. And if you don't like it, you better talk to God because I'm not stepping out of that because I know what that means and I'm not doing it again. So Mm. have courage. We all have to have courage right now. And if the king is asking you, Jesus, placing something there, it's of importance. But I Mm. think, Jessica, we give too much way to that demonic dialogue that you're not good enough. You're not smart Mm. enough. Um, you don't belong here. Like nobody wants you even coming on here. It was just like, you're going to make a fool of yourself. How stupid you're going to make yourself look, you know? And it's just like, Lord Jesus, tell me the truth. Say that out Mm -hmm. loud. Lord Jesus, tell me the truth because the devil cannot stand Jesus and he can't stand truth and he will go, but counter that demonic dialogue because you know, it's of you or not. And I think too easily we take that in and we believe it and we let it affect our confidence and moving forward. But Especially why are we... women, we nurture it. We nurture the, yes. the, the bat because we're nurturing. So we kind of look after that little false lie from the devil. And we dialogue with it. Oh, my <laughs> gosh. We give way too much credence. But every most women watching this and listening understand, and they're nodding their heads. But why do we blow off and think it's crazy and unreasonable to think, Well, God is going to counter that in our hearts. And he's actually Mm -hmm. speaking to us. If the evil one is speaking to us, you better believe God is speaking to us. And so Mm -hmm. don't blow that off because it matters. And our decisions right now and what we do, oh, it matters and it holds heavenly weight. And it's, it's time we just listen. We're obedient and we just listen. And I'm telling you, ladies, at first, if you're not used to it, it's going to be hard because you're going to have to face some hard truths in your life that you've been avoiding. But at the same time, you hold the key to unlock the chain and you have to decide if you're going to use it or not, because when you unlock that, you're going to have to let some things go, but you're also freeing up space to let unbelievable things happen in your life as well. So have courage. If anything, just have courage because God is with you and he's inviting you and he is calling you no matter what's going on in your life. Calm courage. I heard um, Chris Stefanik say the other day about we need to have calm courage because we kind of 
you know, the enemy there, they, he sees the courage in us and he starts to, like, fire us, you know, you've got to do something fast, quick, you know. Just be very calm, breathe through it, just, but have courage. That's right, no matter <laughs> and what. be not afraid. That's right, and there's that's... a lot of truth in that. Mm, mm, absolutely. Um, I was going to ask you a question about, because um, I haven't read the book yet. I'm dying to read it now. <laughs> I wanted to before, but now it's like, oh, give me, I need this right now. I need it in my hands right now. This moment. Um, yes, I exactly. believe they're actually through Sophia Press Institute, or they're going to be selling it out actually in a shop in Australia. And one of their, their it's going to actually be available that you can actually get it out there in their stores. So okay. I'll make sure they send you the link, but it will be available in Australia to purchase. Okay. And then I know you can get it on Amazon, you know, yes. but yes. I know there's going to actually be a place in the stores in Australia uh, through Sophia that you'll be able to get it out there. Okay. All right. I'll look into that and I'll, I'll put it all in the show notes at, at the end anyway. Absolutely. Um, but I was going to ask, was there a particular time in your life where you probably needed this book more than other times, but from what you've said, it covers all sorts of um, stories, like not, not one particular time, but particular wounds from different women. Yes. And that's the thing. Women go through seasons. All of us are going through seasons. That 18-year-old in high school that's just graduating college and she's starting a whole new life, right? All the old and starting anew. To that grandma who ha is an empty nester and her daughter's pregnant and she has to adjust to this whole new life of being a grandma now. Like, this book really goes through the ebbs and flows of really the different stages of women's life. So this is a book that I think one, one moment you'll pick it up and it's like, oh my gosh, that I get that. That relates to me right now. And then maybe even in a year, you'll see that book and pick it up and be like, oh my gosh, that's happening right now. It's really for all ages and different seasons in your life. So it doesn't matter if you're 18 all the way to 99. God is going to speak to you through this book. And there's even a priest and it is Father Joseph Mary, who was the EWTN um, chaplain and Mother mm -hmm. Angelica knew him well. And um, he has a chapter in here and I thought it was important. And it actually is called Beauty Tips, which is so great. <laughs> it's the best. It was like, wait, what? But it's beautiful because he really talks about like what it takes to have that spiritual inner beauty that will come out, right? And it's, it's phenomenal. And I remember I, when I got his chapter, I actually had COVID and I was so sick and, and I was bawling and crying and I'm like, oh, this is it, like, it touched my heart, you know, and these words have spoken to me. And I think yeah. they're going to speak to a lot of women and just to have courage and mother Angelica, if you're familiar with her from EWTN, she yeah. has two chapters in the book as well. And I was very, very blessed. And I listened to about 300 hours of Mother Angelica, and I got to get her transcripts and archives, and I was able to compile two chapters from her that have never been in writing before, and a prayer in the very beginning that they didn't have yet, that they didn't even realize or have in print that she saved for me over this book for you ladies. And it's amazing because it actually talks about all our disappointments in life, that you are gonna be disappointed by loved ones, your family member, even your own kids, whatever, but it, she, it's beautiful because she says, you hold your head up high because you're in God's providence and he's got mm -hmm. you. I mean, it's beautiful. And women need to, no matter where you're at, you hold your head up high because mm -hmm. God is calling you and you don't need to stay there. And I had so much shame 
Jessica, I lived in so much shame and weight and just, oh, I wanted to crawl out of my own skin, but I'm not ashamed anymore. And that's the beauty of God's healing power that you can literally live unashamed and free from your past sins, you know, but we got to show up. We got to have courage. Yeah. And we need to be ready to fight for our, for our own fight right now. Absolutely. Can, can we go back a little bit? How did you convert? You know what? It was the courage of a young man. I was in high school and my mother's like, you're going to this talk. I said, no, I have a party. She's like, we're going to lose your car. And I said, okay, I'm going to go to your talk. Sure. Yeah. Let's go to a talk. And I went to the talk and I thought I'll be there for 15 minutes. I'll get the little flyer and I'm out. Right. And this young man talked about all of the girls he'd been with all the porn, all of the, just the crazy lifestyle. And I felt like he walked through my life. And it's like, I could relate so much. And I just watched him and he had this joy and this peace and this confidence I never saw before, but he had one quality that I longed for more than anything, Jessica. And he wasn't ashamed of himself. Mm. I wanted that so bad. And I couldn't think of one day that I hadn't been ashamed of myself in years and I wanted it. And it was his courage that pierced the darkness that I was in. Nothing could penetrate that darkness. My mother tried everything. I mean, everything and nothing could penetrate the darkness, but he did. And Mm -hmm. the power of our testimony to the world is huge. And you never know how you can touch someone's life and what they can go off and what God can do with that person. Again, Mm -hmm. don't be afraid because if he was unafraid and he said no that day, where would I be? And what if I didn't say yes that day to God when he was calling me and I knew it, that Mm. I said, oh, no, not right now, Lord, maybe later. It was like a decision, that fork in the road. And maybe that's this is a fork in the road for some of you listening right now, all the way in Australia, you know, Mm -hmm. this could be a fork in the road of just like God is calling you and putting this in your face and saying, look, it's time. It's just time. Imagine if I would have said, no, maybe later. I'm having too much fun right now, even though I wasn't. I don't think I would have married Jason. I think if he saw me, he would have wanted to counsel me, not marry me. You know, I would have been a mess. (laughs) We wouldn't have had our 11 children or ministries. And I wouldn't be sitting here talking to you today if I didn't give that yes over to God. And so, like I said, what we do and the decisions we make are huge. They hold weight. There's ripples in generations. They're weighted with eternity. Yeah. And so... It's like enough's enough, whatever you've been doing in your life, and you know it's not the right path for you, let today be different. Let it be different. And why can't it be? Only you decide that. And it's like enough is enough. Like God is calling you, strengthen you, heal you. You have things to do for God. Like no more. And you're important. These people watching, you matter. And you're here watching this for a reason and a purpose. And thank God Jessica said yes. And she she DM'd me on Instagram and voila, look at that. See, it was a whisper in your heart. And here we are. So I'm praying for all the women out there and know that you've got someone going to bat for you. And I'm praying for you. And I want you to succeed and heal and do great things for God. And I will be praying for you because I take it very seriously. And it is serious, Jessica, because this mm. is these are eternal souls. There's like mm. this is there's this is serious. This holds some weight at the end of the day. You know, it's not a game. But also, you never know what you can do in your life that God's calling you to. And it can be absolutely transformed, but your willingness has to be there to do that. Yeah. 
you have you have to say yes and you have to make that first step every day every day every day some days are are easier than others (laughs) that's the truth and it's going to be hard I'm not going to sit here and say oh it's going to be a cakewalk no you're going to get a target on your back from the evil one and Mm -hmm. he's not going to want you to do this because if he's got a hold on you like he had a hold on me there's a battle involved and that's where we ladies we pick up our weapons of light as as Catholic women, and we utilize the weapons of the church, and you go to confession, that's your first starting point above all things, go mm-hmm. and dump it off. An exorcist told me once, it's a mini con- exorcism in confession, that's the truth. So mm-hmm. go to confession, start over. Every Saturday, at least in the United States, there's confession in the afternoon. I don't know what's going on in Australia, but if that's the case, go to confession, ladies. Don't yeah. hold yourself captive, you know? Go to confession. And then stay Eucharistic. Go and sit with Jesus. We are so frustrated with our lives because we try to solve our problems like the world, with the world and the way the world solves. But we are not of the world. We are women of God. And we solve our problems as women of God. And that is on our knees in front of the king, adoration. We go to prayer. We wait on God. We see what is in our heart. And then we move forward. But if you're trying to split yourself and have one foot in the world and one foot in being a godly woman, you're going to be nothing but frustrated. One or the other. And that's where a lot of women don't understand. Just first you go to God, get on your knees, then you go. But if you try to do it the opposite, you're going to have problems. Yeah. You're going to, you can't walk properly. If, like if you've yeah. got one foot, you, you can't physically walk. And that's how it's, it's uh, debilitating. You yeah. have to be able to, you can only walk in one or the other. And I'd much prefer to walk God because he <laughs> actually right. carries you That's do right. much of the walking. That's right. That is the truth, Jessica. Absolutely. I, I, Pope Francis also said here that um, to, to turn to Our Lady, because reflecting to Our Lady, the underwear of knots, who he has a great devotion to, you, he, he says, you wove the divine word in your womb. You recounted by your life the magnificent works of God. Listen to our stories. Hold them in your heart and make your own stories. Uh, make them your own stories that no one wants to hear. Teach us to recognize the good threads that runs through history. Look at the tangled knots in our life that paralyze our memory. By your gentle hands, every knot can be undone. And I just love the fact that he, he's talking about weaving and he says that we need to clothe our stories. We need to bind our stories together with our, with our Lord's love. And he points to the fact that that human capacity to weave, the weaving of our stories, from Latin it, it's textere, which has the word textile, so clothes, and also text, like written word. And I just thought... It's so beautiful because most of the stories are embedded with falseness and, and hateful vitriol. We need to be that beautiful, um, man, use Our Lady's mantle to weave stories of truth, beauty and goodness. And what better way than through women's stories? Oh, absolutely. You couldn't, I couldn't have said it better myself. That's the truth. And we can learn a lot from each other. You know, we need to put the cattiness aside and the competition aside, territorial nonsense, and just really be there for each other. And also call on Our Lady. I mean, Our Lady's a warrior. 
when you see our lady and she's holding baby Jesus and very gentle and meek and kind, she's crushing the head of Satan himself. I mean, that's an act of straight up war. You know, mm. she is also a warrior and she will help us fight this battle. Our Lady Queen of Angels is one of my most favorite titles that she has because she is the queen of God's army. And mm. it's a big one, you know? And if you look at her immaculate heart, she has a sword through it. That's serious stuff. Like it's beaten and bruised, but she is triumphant and it's a beautiful, glorious heart. And she wants to share that with us. And if you have a hard time with courage, you have a hard time moving forward, ask her for that courage. You know, she mm -hmm. is a woman that we can look up to that didn't leave Jesus alone. And how many times have we left God alone on that cross that he's asked us to come suffer in our own lives in a specific way? And it's just like, oh, it's too much. I can't. No, I'm going to go self-medicate or drink or go on social media. I can't. Too ugly. You know? I've done that in my own life. And it's mm. like, no, no more running, no more distractions, no more deflecting. It's time to just, just take it head on and God will be right there with us and not to be afraid. But the devil wants us to be afraid. That's the thing. That's the key. If he could keep us afraid. And do you know, not once Jessica in the Bible, does God tell us anywhere, not through his prophets, his apostles, all of it. Not once does he tell us to run from the devil and be afraid. Mm -hmm. Never. He tells us to stand strong, stand firm. You get my armor on and I will fight with you. That's what he tells us to do. So we need to stop being afraid of something that God doesn't even tell us to be afraid of, you know, mm -hmm. and, and, and we weaken ourselves that we can be strong. And I know it's not easy because I know that place of feeling weak and broken and worthless and disgusting and hating my own self. I have gone through all of those things and it's a horrible place to be. And I empathize with the women that really feel those things on any level, but I want them to know that they are not alone. They're not alone. And no matter how broken or weak you feel in your circumstances in life, that God, I promise you will give you the strength to overcome anything, any mm -hmm. obstacle. All you have to do is listen and what you do from this point on matters. And I know God is going to speak to your heart. I know God is there or you wouldn't be watching this. There's a reason mm -hmm. that they're here watching this because God is inviting you. And no matter how dark my darkness went, I still heard that voice. I tried to numb it with alcohol, drugs, you name it. I was like, shut up. I don't want to hear it anymore. But he never stopped pursuing me, even in that darkness. And he's pursuing all of us right now. So don't mm. be ashamed or unafraid or stay where you're at, because that's not what God wants for you. And I know deep down, that's not what people want for themselves either. They're just afraid, but they don't have to be anymore because God will be with them. Absolutely. Can I, can I ask as a, from a mother's perspective, if you see your children in this dark place, struggling, yep. Mm -hmm. As a mother, how what is your mother clearly dragged you along or or, or knew what part oh, yeah. to work for you? How does a mother approach her child who is in a dark place? You know, there's that fear. Yeah. You've mm -hmm. got to do it with love, not authority. Something need authority, obviously, right? We have to help our children always right order their lives and protect them. But when you know and you can see 
the externals, that something's going on internally, right? You have to approach it with just love as much as you can. And you have to come at it on a spiritual level also Mm -hmm. because your children are under attack as well because there's also a darkness about what they go through and you can tell. And the first thing is take a spiritual inventory. Be like, okay, am I taking my child to confession? When's the last time I took them? Because there was some attitudes flying around our household and I had to stop and I thought, when's the last time we all went to confession? And I was like, oh no, this Saturday we piled in that car and we all got to confession. And it's amazing how sin affects us. It does. Mm -hmm. And the atmosphere and what's going on and the cracks we allow the devil to get in. Because if we don't fortify our own fortress, right? And ourselves, how can we fortify it for our children? And if we don't teach them to fortify, it'll get eaten alive. So don't let Mm -hmm. those cracks in, but to take your children to confession spiritually fortify your house. If you have this persistent problem with your child, again, we handle things as women of God, not of the world. We get on our knees, we pray for our children, you fast for your children. And I mean, if you fast for your children and you offer that to God, whatever stronghold or whatever problem they're struggling with or whatever bad friendships or addictions or whatever's happening, and you may not know, God will help them. That grace will help them. You have the authority as a mother over your children in the spiritual life that you can help them fight the things that they don't know how to fight. And God Mm. will give them the grace, but you've got to do it as a mom. But when I say fasting, it's like bread and water and, oh, you know, like, no, that's not what I'm talking about. I'm talking about don't go on social media that day, offer that up for your child or don't drink coffee or don't listen to the radio in your car, whatever it is that you know, that is something that is for you. And you can just offer it up and say, God, I'm going to give this to you today. Please help my child. Please reveal to me what is happening here. What is going on? And pray for them. And I bind Mm -hmm. my children with the rosary. Every time we pray, say, Mother Mary, I bind my children and my entire family up in your rosary. Protect them, guard them, be with them, strengthen them. And I believe she will. And I believe she does. And the best thing that we can teach our children, and at a young age, I did this, Jessica, to listen. They have to Mm. listen when they're really little because they know right from wrong. They know what they're doing. You see it in their face. You know, everybody (laughs) knows. And that's one thing I can say I instilled in my children. And I know that's there because there's times where they've come back to their friends and be like, mom, they want to do this and that. But I knew I listened, you know, and I'm thinking, yeah, you know, (laughs) I did it, (laughs) you know, but one day they're going to walk out out of your house. And what have you equipped them with to battle the world? What have you given them? And if you can teach them to listen, at least you know, God willing, at the end of the day, God is going to protect them and they'll know right from wrong. And they always can go to adoration, teach them to be Eucharistic, teach them to go to Jesus. When you're not there, they always can find a church. They can always find adoration. And when they go to college, and maybe this is too far off and a holy roller kind of talk for some people listening, but at the same time, these things work and they matter and they're part of our weaponry, weaponry in the church to help us help our children against the onslaught coming against them and our families, right? Yeah. I know every time I hear, you know, go to adoration, pray the rosary, take them to come. I'm thinking, how lucky are we to have these resources, to have this in our weaponry, in our arsenal to fight for our children? I remember when I, I'm a teacher primary teacher and I my last prac was at a really disadvantaged school 
and I remember, which is year six, so it's the the last um, grade before they go off to high school. And I remember just seeing these year six kids and um, at the end, it was the last day of term and there was a mum and she was just really upset. And I said, are you okay? And she said, I'm so frightened that, you know, next year she's going to high school and I have no control. And I just thought, mm. oh, my gosh, how awful to think that you have no control over your child's future or what's going to happen. Like, I just thought, pray for your child. Yes, yes, <laughs> and it's powerful. Mm-hmm. Yeah, absolutely. But aren't it's we lucky? Great. We have this in our toolkit. Oh, we absolutely do. We don't, I don't feel like we take it seriously enough Mm -hmm. and we kind of blow it off. And I think the belief in the Eucharist is kind of dwindled. But if you don't believe, ask Jesus to believe. Tell Jesus straight out, go to the Eucharist, go to adoration. Say, Jesus, I don't believe you're really there. Help my disbelief. Be Mm -hmm. honest. Have an honest, real relationship with God. I used to think I can have a relationship with him until I was holy and perfect and good and a saint, and then he was going to love me and pay attention to me. No, 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 no. He was paying attention to me in my filth. He wanted to be right there to help me out of it. That's a real relationship showing all of you, not piecing. And we talked about that earlier. No piecemeal here. This is all or nothing. And that's what God wants and not to be afraid of it, but embrace it. And if you have a hard time in adoration, I tell these women, get my book, take it in adoration and read it a chapter at a time and see what God has to say to you in these chapters and I wouldn't read it all in one sitting or like take it all in I would take it a chapter at a time and really see what God is doing in you like I said I really feel like these words are life giving and a manual if you want to start over and you want to heal this is how you do it and I think it's going to help a lot of women and just just not be afraid because God is giving us everything that we need in this battle that we're facing right now that's wonderful. Thank you so much for your yes, because now you've given us another thing to put in our battle pack. <laughs> That's right. Arsenal. We're giving arsenals out right now. <laughs> Fantastic. Now, Kristalina, I know it's probably late over there and it's early here, but before we finish the conversation, I always ask my guests something that brought them joy this week. Can you think of anything that has brought you joy this week? brought me joy oh my gosh this this I'm so excited actually today earlier today and my children and my husband and every that all brings me joy this yes. is God just so awesome another whisper in my heart I was approached by a pilgrimage company and I had this whisper in my heart in adoration because Saint Therese of Lisieux I feel like she's calling an army of women right And even in this book, I'm going to show this to you ladies. This is magnificent. I love St. Therese of Lisieux. And there's this picture I had of her and I got permission from her Carmel to refurbish it to its like most original settings, right? And look at this. Oh, wow. That's her as Joan of Arc. Yes, but look how magnificent. And I just love her. And it's awesome because you can rip that out and frame it. But I really felt called to go to St. Therese of Lisieux amongst St. Michelle and to go to Lourdes and to have, to invite women, have this women made new pilgrimage, like invite your aunt, your sister, your mother, and just come and let's heal. 
Let's see what God wants to do in our lives. And let's go on a pilgrimage, a healing pilgrimage. And let's just let God transform us. And I got confirmation today that this summer in July, I'm going to go do that. And they're going to open it up. But how amazing. And the lady said that she wants to take everyone to Joan of Arc as well. So we're going to hit all of those things and Joan of Arc and then hit Lourdes. And it's just like, this is magnificent. And I know God's going to do great things with these women that come with me. And it's going to be amazing because I know we're in a battle and I know he wants to gift women right now. He wants to heal and restore on such a level. And I just want to tell women, let's go, let's go. You know, (laughs) don't be afraid. Let's just go see what God has in store. And I'm just so excited. So that brought me a lot of joy because I'm excited and go to France with a bunch of women who are like-minded and we're just going to go and see what God has in store and St. Therese and Joan of Arc and St. Michael and, and Lord and anyone can come, but how amazing, how amazing will that be? So that brought me joy. And (laughs) he's the best gift giver, isn't he? Best ever. And you know what? He holds nothing back. He holds nothing back from us. So many people in our lives hold things back, but God holds nothing back if we just trust him. I really experienced that, Jessica. And, and it's real. It's actually real, right? It's not in the stories or just for people in the Bible. It's for us. So just believe that God, it doesn't matter who you are, where you've been, what you've done in your life. All that matters now is where you go from here. And no, I am praying for all of you that will be watching this podcast. Thank you so much, Kristalina. Your your uh, joy is just coming out through the screen. Your your energy. Is, <laughs> so he's, um, he's, tr- he's truly liberated you. You're, yeah. you're definitely courageous, and I'm so grateful for that. So thank you. Oh well, thank you for having me on. It's really truly been an honor, Jessica. God bless you. It's a pleasure. God bless. I will stop that.